Yo, All right, great yo. to be back. Great to be back. A uh, few days off. Don't know what day it is, but we'll figure it out. <laughs> Quick side story to the leather jacket that I don't know if this was referred to at all. Do you have a picture of the leather jacket? Um, no. I, they're going to remember it because I've told the story before. I went to uh, one time I got uh, I got bamboozled, and I decided at age probably like 20, 21 years old with a buddy of mine at a Home Depot parking lot. Um, somebody tried selling me a leather jacket. And Where I'm one not, buys leather jacket. I was going to say. <laughs> I'm not kidding. This is a true story that someone randomly in the parking lot was like, and it had an accent and the whole thing. I didn't know what was going on. And was you like, said you an know, accent as if there's an accent of a guy that's selling leather jackets. What was, was the accent? Um, it was uh, maybe <laughs> more don't, Italian. I'm not saying do the accent. I'm saying describe the accent. Maybe more Italian, Like what part I, of the I would world? Say. Okay, so. Uh, he decided that like he didn't no, do anything. No region accent, clearly. So I'm like, what? Yeah. He, he, he didn't do anything. He was just trying to sell some fake jackets. It's the idiot that decided that he was going to buy one of the oh. fake jackets. That was me right here. <laughs> so I did have a leather jacket when I was about 20, 21 from somebody's car at a Home Depot. I thought it was a good idea because, you know, he had it. He had a great sale, right? Like this is what they usually cost, but this is what he was able to sell right on off just the truck. Day. Slee, did you yeah. did you consider yourself? A leather jacket guy? No, no. Like, no, I mean, I mean, after you got the jacket, did you, did, was there a transformation? You know, because some guys get leather jackets, all yeah. of a sudden they're a different dude. And you're like, oh, okay, buddy, you're wearing yeah. a leather jacket today. I guess I'm gonna, guess I'm gonna, yeah, I guess I'm going to stay out of your way, you know. Was that was that your experience? I wish I was, but no. no. I was not uh, I was not a leather jacket <laughs> Did guy. you ever have a leather jacket? No, because I had buddies that had leather jackets. And you, you can never have more than one leather jacket guy in the crew unless you all have leather jackets. What do you mean? Like... You can't have two dudes in a five-man crew without the leather leather jacket. Guys. Then the there's, other three dudes you, need to get yeah, the leather jacket. Yeah, there's one guy that's communicate. The, like, there's hey, one I'm guy wearing my leather, leather jacket today. You're like, I really want to wear leather. No, but I'm today, saying but Joe is wearing. I just it mean today. in I the can't. makeup of personalities <laughs> is what I'm saying as well. We had a leather jacket guy, and that guy wore leather jackets, and he acted like a guy that wore leather. So jackets. So my brother's girlfriend once got me a really nice leather jacket. I felt so weird wearing it. Like it didn't feel. It wasn't right. you. When I would wear it, I was like, I'm not leather jacket guy. It was awkward. Yeah. You gotta. It's 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 a lifestyle. It is. is you what have to it be is. the right type of guy to wear a leather yeah. jacket. And when you're like, a jet, you're a jetily. Yeah, and like you know, then leather jacket guys are also like derivatives of motorcycle guys because it's like if you've got a leather but jacket, they're not you, motorcycle. That's guys. what I'm saying. It's yeah. like, but they act like they. It's weird. But they it's a know whole new somebody world. who has a motorcycle. <laughs> it's a whole new world. My buddy Jeff, he's got this really cool motorcycle. Nothing worse than getting pulled up on as a leather jacket guy by a leather jacket actual motorcycle guy, so and then you're really embarrassed. What if you're a leather jacket guy? That doesn't own a motorcycle, but you just wear your carry around the helmet. The, oh, the helmet! <laughs> this guy, we got listeners. Not bad like idea. That. Yeah, it's not, it's not bad a bad idea. You just make it guys. seem like you're a, a, that it's guy. Not a bad I'm idea. just gonna yeah. walk in with a le- with a with just bike prop it down there. on the bar. What are you doing? Uh, sometimes, yeah, I had it in my trunk. <laughs> so we got That's a tweet funny. into the Travis and Slavishow community. Uh, it's, it's Dan Wynn. He says oh, uh, nice. there's an indoor court uh, court side. An indoor courtside superstore, which is for you can play pickleball in, uh, in Irvine. So you have no Ooh. excuses. You can play in, indoors, That's but you have to go idea. all the way to Irvine. That's do we have? Deep. Do we have? Um, can we control the temperature in there? Can we get it about 78? <laughs> 78? That's pretty warm. It's 79 in there? No, no, that's tropical. No, it's going to be. That's it's, I mean, it's not necessarily going to be that warm during the tournament, to be fair. You no, know what probably, I mean? it's, it's, honestly. We'll see. In one week, we're going to be sitting here, and it's going to be perfect it's outside. Probably so let's earn the let's learn the elements. You know, let yeah, the wind okay. come yeah, take right. us you away. Can, you, can, um, you can show me on YouTube. How about hey, that? I will. Hey, yeah. <laughs> maybe yes. Thursday. Thursday. Maybe Thursday. Well, tomorrow is Thursday, and there's a lake. Oh no way! Oh my god! <laughs> Gosh, you know what I thought today so was? That's not going to work. I thought today was Monday. <laughs> no, today's right Wednesday. You were thinking two days from or three days from today. That would be Saturday uh, next week. Maybe Friday. Friday. I could do Friday. Okay, we'll 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 figure it out. We'll we could also out. figure this out between us two because we will be here this week. Like you and I could go. You're right, hundred percent we okay. can. But he was Thanks, the one saying man. that just he's ready to go. And right. no, I mean I'm just saying, else. like you, you know, decide. you need to practice Emily, either way. Yeah. <laughs> Friday, maybe Friday. He's maybe. played before. You have not. Try to make it happen on on Friday. Can you try to make it happen? Okay. All right. You can't do it on Friday. Um, okay. <laughs> I've, I've promoted this now 38 times, so I'm going to just get into it. Yes. When you think of the Padres right now, what kind of threat do you think they are to the Dodgers? And when I say threat, I'm talking about something sustainable. Because it, what makes the Dodgers so special, it's it's sustainable. When you, I, I think the thing to me is mo- most mind-boggling about the Dodgers when you go look at draft prospects and you see where they're ranked amongst all these other teams mm-hmm. in Major League Baseball – 
They're more times than not ranked number one in the farm system. Wait, how can you be number one in the farm system? Uh, point uh, Put out 111 wins during the season. I know they haven't had the success that you want to see in the postseason in comparison to the regular season. But when you think of the Padres, they got real players. So whether you like to admit it or not, those are real real deal players in Juan Soto, Machado. Uh, we'll see what Bogarts is for them and everything else. But uh, I'm curious from a Dodger fan perspective, do you see them as a real threat or do you not really pay attention to them yet? So I, I personally don't pay attention to them. I know that's, you know, being a little bit yeah. too Dodger homery, but No, I think no, that's okay. I, I think, think they are. They are a very good team. They did a lot of good work over the offseason and over the last couple of years, actually, to build this team up. They have, just going straight down the batting order, all, their starting rotation is all really, really good. I just know what I see from the Dodgers, and I know that they can still sustain the success that they've had over the last what is it now? 10, 15, 10 years. 10 years, yeah. Also, you're talking about how like the sustained success of all. There was Codify put out today that over the last 100 years, the Dodgers have the second best winning percentage in all of baseball behind the Yankees. Like, this is just a. they Because of things like that, I know that and what everything that Andrew Freeman has done, I know that this is the right team and they're going to be very good and they're going to make the playoffs and everything's going to be fine. So, are, is the, are the Padres good? What Peter Seidler said. Good for him. He should be saying things like that. He he understands what he sees up here with in LA. He understands he has the team to do it this year. It has to be this year, though. Yeah, I, I think there's a reasonable argument that the Padres are better than the Dodgers um, right now, just in terms of there the is. offseason move they made and where the Dodgers have gone. I'm, that's not crazy at Dodgers all. Dodgers lost some players. Yeah, Padres Dodgers gained game. a bunch. Absolutely. The question is, and this is an interesting one, and I think sort of more largely to baseball, which is. The Padres are spenders. Like they, they've they've actively done this the past couple of years, which brings up this other question: Is why aren't other teams doing this? You know what I mean? Like why why how is it that the Padres seem to have all this money to be able to spend to build up their roster, but it's only them and everybody else is a monster market owner, team? It's owner of the Colorado Rockies, okay. One of his quotes: uh, "What the Padres are doing, I don't one hundred percent agree with." He had quotes coming out because that's unbelievable because the Rockies fans were saying. Look at this dude down in San Diego, which is kind of a comparable market, right? Yeah, that's, that's Colorado, right. and I, I'm some guy freezing his butt off in Denver. Apparently, in it's, Denver. it's cold to be here in Denver. <laughs> sure, <laughs> but that's kind of a comparable market, and you had a lot of Bay. you yeah. had a lot of Rocky fans that were upset at their owner saying, "What are you doing?" And he comes out, "Well, I don't think what Peter Seidler's doing. He, I don't think he should be doing that." That's really an owner saying, "I want to spend my money." And, and now you can also make the argument: Are the Padres spending their money wisely? You signed. Xander Bogarts to an 11-year deal that's going to take him till he's 41 years old. If we're sitting here in 11 years and the Padres never cashed one in, you would say, okay, well, I don't know if that was the best investment. Sure. If they cash one in, it doesn't really matter what happens over 11 years. But you just said that why aren't more owners being more aggressive if the Padres can do it? The Padres have an owner that wants to do it, right. and I think that's kind of the only difference. Right. He's got, they've got an owner that likes baseball, which it's, is it's Steve big, Cohen's. Yeah, it's a big hurdle. Apparently, it's not easy to be, own a baseball team and like a baseball team at the same time. That's like a real actual thing. And so I do think – and I also think that there's something to be said for the com- the competitive element. I know a lot of people talk about the little brother stuff and all that, but like, let's not forget what happened in the playoffs last year. Like, Don't, don't, don't let it conveniently be part they of your argument Dodgers, that, that history up. is what matters when most recently the rosters with most of the guys on it right now, you probably got a better team in San Diego. It's wild. It was. It, they were a better team last year. They uh, they showed it. They it weren't was. a better team, but in a well, four-game set, they it, were a better They, they were better well. in that situation. They won that series. That's all that matters right. at, at the end of the day. So if they're going to be a threat in that sense, sure, because they've already done it's it. It's happened. Yeah. That was like, I don't mean to take it to basketball, but this is why the Clippers can never say much over the Lakers, because they never beat them in a playoff series. Sure. The Padres have now beat the Dodgers in a playoff series, so they have the right to say these types of things. I, I think it actually hurt. I, I will say... I think it almost hurt the Padres that they went through the Dodgers. It hurt them in the sense it that it felt like... That was the biggest... That's all that mattered in the season. Seidler yeah. had a quote during the season where he talked about... I think it was, I want to say it might have been a Padre-Dodger game where they had on ESPN on one of the Sunday night games. And I think one of his quotes was, we're trying to slay the dragon two hours away, whatever it was. The problem was he wasn't saying, we're trying to win a World Series. Right. He wasn't saying that yes, the Dodgers, you have to go through the Dodgers to go win a World Series, and that is the case in the NL. Whether you were the Braves, the Nationals, or this, go down the list of teams, you have to go through the Dodgers. 
But I think in a weird way, it hurt the Padres that they got through the Dodgers and Philadelphia came in and in five games took out the Padres. You won your World Series. Yeah, but it hurt them last season. This season, it helps. Different. I think that that building block step actually makes sense. Beat the Dodgers last year, got a bunch of good guys this year, know what it takes, advance. I think this is actually... Pretty much the best position the Padres have been in the last five years. Does he say in does Peter Schuyler say in there? That he, does he mention the Dodgers at all? And I know he says he wants to win a championship this year and thinks that they have the team to win a World Championship. Does he mention anything about the Dodgers in there? Because that would be two separate quotes at that point. Because so he he's saying he's referencing them. They have dominated our division for more than a decade. Obviously, he's talking about the Dodgers. Hope and expect that the decade going forward will not include such domination. So it's basically mano y mano. Right. So he's saying we are trying to compete. Mm-hmm. Right. We're, but see, he's still doing the same thing that you're talking about. He's competing with the Dodgers. He's not competing for a world championship. I, I, here's he's the first, still here, here's the first quote, and he's yeah. not wrong in that. But I think that what he's saying there is if it had been the Rockies who had won 10 straight, it would have been the same. They haven't. But his point is about who's at the top, not it, that it's it, the It doesn't Dodgers. matter Dodgers. Rockies doesn't matter. Right. You're still you're still going for some some team, right. not the championship. Here's yeah, the quote you're looking for. Yes, we're here to win a title. Yep. Okay. So that's his quote. Okay. We're here to win a title. Right. That's the quote. Is there and, a but? We are trying to slay the dragon. There. No, but, but I, I think you said I it think best. Grown past that. I, I, yeah. I, th- I, th- I think you said it best in the sense that last year they accomplished something that they had not accomplished. Remember. They had a brief stint, played the Dodgers in the 2020 60 game season. Dodgers swept them. They hadn't made the playoffs since 2006 before that, right? 2006 was the last time that they made the playoffs. So I think it's okay, hey, we did beat the Dodgers. Cool. But if you go this upcoming season and you lost to the Cardinals in round one, I'm talking about the Padres, does it matter? For the Dodgers, none of these teams matter. You either win a World Series or you don't. Right. It's just everybody looking up. Typically, you're looking up at the Dodgers. Right, and I think they're they're in a good spot for what they're trying to do. And I like the fact that he's actually saying we're we're here to win a title. It's and good he didn't for do what and he didn't do what Dave Roberts did last yep. year and said we are going to win. It's good he for didn't baseball. guarantee it. It is good for baseball yep. because now all these other teams. I I don't mind this. I don't mind the competition. I still think the Dodgers are going to do what they're going to do. They're going to make the playoffs, and I think they could very well beat this team. I like their rotation better. I know I, not everybody I, does. I think the good for baseball. I think is debatable. What I think the good debatable? for I'll tell you why. Just because you spend money, it doesn't mean it's wise. So if the Colorado Rockies owner doesn't want to give Bogarts eleven years, two hundred and eighty one million dollars, I'm not mad at him. I'm not mad at him. So I, I just the only reason why I say that is because this offseason the money was crazy. Money yeah. was being thrown around Big like crazy. Money Big like money offseason. Big money. every 10 years. Yeah. So it's good for baseball in the sense I want to see other teams compete. I talk about this in the NBA. Kings are the number three seed. We might not care. They care. That's good. Like okay. That's good where you have teams that are in smaller markets that have a chance. The only thing I'm talking about when I say it's not good, it's not necessarily great for baseball. Spending money just to spend it, yeah, but when if it's not wisely, Slee, does does not mean the, it's it's good spending. The problem, Slee, is that yes, in theory, what you're saying is correct, but we have the empirical evidence of practice of so many different major league baseball franchises that are simply bottoming out because they are money machines for that the is owners. not good for baseball that is not good for that baseball good like for it, baseball. It, in theory yeah guys would be spending money and oh man you don't want them to, they're not spending money they should have a salary floor they don't the 100%, game suffers 100 whole thing you should absolutely have the salary floor this the most we, important thing we, in baseball right now in my opinion i, I can absolutely story. agree yeah. with you because <laughs> spend as much money as you want like that doesn't matter i don't care how much money you spend just actually spend a certain amount of money to be competitive NBA, what do you got to do 90 percent? Like, you got to spend like 90 yeah, percent of your sure. cap yeah. that's good right that's I'm, that's, I'm with that you on should that. be there yeah. but teams like the oakland a's that are paying what like 30 million dollars for yeah. their entire payroll and demanding the move and, and you're yeah, like like what yeah. are you talking yeah. about you yeah. aren't yeah. spending anything right. six thousand people at a game. peter angelos with baltimore while baltimore is going to be good just as many people showed up to watch us goof around on a Freaking softball field. Yeah. <laughs> They're showing up regularly to watch the Oakland A's. It's yeah. true. It's true. All right. A uh, couple things I want to do when we come back. Um, th- this we'll, we'll stick kind of to the baseball thing. Is it bad? Is it bad? Is it a bad look to restrict other fans from coming to your stadium? Padres did it in the postseason, and there were some quotes about that. I'll get into that. Plus, Russell Westbrook's about to be a Los Angeles Clipper. What do Laker fans feel about that? Do you care? Do you not care at all? If the playoffs started today, believe it or not, it's the Clippers and the Phoenix Suns in the first round. Kind of fascinating. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. 
from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Aside from the Lakers, what's happening with the Clippers as well. Stay right here. Travis and Sleeve Show, 710 ESPN. All right, couple things here. Yeah. We try to go to the kitchen. That was that turned into a whole mission. There's a lot going on. First off, the, the, um, the, I the vending the machine vending was machine locked. Situation allegedly, <laughs> where about 15 minutes ago you tell Berg, "Why is the door not opening?" And Berg's like, "I have no idea." And then you walk over and Berg just opens Berg just the door. walks up and opens it immediately. I was like, "Oh god!" That was and then they got some spread over there. Tell what, what do you got on your? So plate okay, so we get we get we, we get food from, from a certain amount of people, you know, different people, yeah. and somebody says it's one place, and that place, you know, they've got good food. I, I know what they have, and then we get out there, and it's. Yeah. Fried chicken, cornbread, and collard greens. I was like, I don't think it's that place. I don't. Think I just place. made a guess. I think this is a different joint, M, because this looks good. This is like a full. I mean, I'm not gonna say soul food because whatever, you know. But like, yeah, this it is close, this is the blackest yeah. food I've ever seen up in here that got delivered. I'll tell you that much. And do I'm you, excited. Do you, do you usually? I know you had some breakfast this morning. Yeah. Do you? Before you're about to go on or anything like that, do you eat or do you wait? It depends. It Every, depends by on the way, what everybody's a little different. Different pregame setups. Will not freaking touch food until after the game, and you know he'll he's, get yeah. home and then he'll leave. He's Everybody's also a, a bit total, different. total neat freak about everything. So it depends. Like for example, uh, what I'll typically do is I'll go across if I'm doing Sedano and Cap, I'll go across and I'll get a bucatini from the hotel. The bucatini, by the way, is delicious. If you're ever in downtown LA, hit LA. I hit the. I can't even remember the name of the restaurant. Whatever. They know me by the face. They know what I order. It's yeah. one of those deals. It's a cappy kind of deal. Because you're famous. I'd like to have my you know bucatini ready when I get there, kind of thing. Of course. Not really. I don't do that. But that I do do. But I don't mind eating before shows. It's not a big deal for me at all. Yeah, I, I don't. Especially this show. It's kind of funny. I I don't eat until I get home, and then pregame show I won't eat until after it's done. And then from there, it's like Thanksgiving meal in the media room. Sometimes Alan, there is some eating. anxiety. How many plates are you going to have? Yeah. Well, no, but I'm done with the pregame. <laughs> there I'm is some now. anxiety I sometimes. It. I get that, where you know you've got to talk for a while, yeah. and so you don't really want to consume a bunch of stuff. I get it. But I will have 39 cups of coffee. Hey. As I'm I was proud of you for making cup. it the whole almost two hours of the show without having to leave the studio, which is I know. good for you, Al. Okay, here's what happened. Usually when Travis is sitting here- have a bite of these collars. Well, usually when Travis is sitting here, I feel like oh, I'm- You just want to get away from him? No, no, no. Here's the thing. <laughs> I feel like I'm in the passenger seat and I have no responsibilities. Okay, so I feel like I get to just sit back. My window's out. I'm chewing sunflower seeds and I never look in front of the road. I'm looking out and I feel like we're going on a long road trip. You're a passenger, not the driver. And in my head, I'm telling Trav- They call this passenger princess in the business. And I'm telling Trav, I'm telling Trav like while we're driving, hey man, pay attention to the road, okay? You got a lot of work to do over there. (laughs) I don't have to worry about any of that. And then the moment you sit here- now, all of a sudden, you have to be organized. Emily has to talk to me about things. We have to do segments, and we have to do Ask Cap, and I have to tease things. Got to pay attention. So I, yes. just didn't, I just didn't use the – I didn't drink as much water today because I was oh. like, all right, you're well, just sweating. You're just busy. won't leave it. I'm busy. <laughs> uh, right, you want to read this uh, pickleball? Oh, no, I, I want to tell you about these collard greens because they're delicious. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, join us. Do the collard greens first. The collard greens are delicious. Whoever this food is from, thank you very much. I'm enjoying the heck out, out of it. Give them a shout out here. Anyways, as you know, you can come join us for our inaugural Pickleball Madness Tournament. It's Saturday, March 18th from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. It's at the Agape Pickleball Center at Mile Square Park in Fountain Valley. Listen, reserve seating is still available. If you want to come heckle me come hang out. or Slee or find Beto and drink a beer with them in the parking lot, you can do all that. Register at ESPNLA.com. The event is open to the general public. Thank you to Johnsonville, Hoffie, and Zico Coconut Water. Here's my favorite part. I love the part about Beto in the parking lot. Oh, well, he that's, does that's, tailgate. That's critical. I mean, that's part of the experience. Yeah, what are we talking about here? Tailgating. Uh, the activities, not including Beto, but we'll also have, and this is what I'm lo- lo- most looking forward to, obviously the stretch zone is going to be there, Papa Shot, 
pickleball demos, like yep. pickleball trick shots. Is that going to be a part of this? I, I would watch that. Kid Zone Beer Garden, of course, yep. is going to be a DJ. And the 360 cam is there. So after you're all hot and sweaty yep. and you lose to Kirk Morrison and DeMarco Farr, who beat you down, mm-hmm. you can go take a picture in full 4K of being defeated. If it's, if it's under 80 degrees, I'm out four to six weeks with an ankle injury. <laughs> I have ankle swelling. I have ankle swelling. I did wear the tank ankle. top yesterday when I played, which helped my, my, helped my range of motion. I so saw on TikTok. I think it might be a I th- thank you. See, I'm so, on the talk. I'm making the talks yeah, now, Em. I, I enjoyed your you know day in the life. Thank you. I think you're you're doing a good job with your, um, your voiceovers. I'm not going to go that. in as deep of detail of criticism as I do for Travis's because I think that you are much further along. Okay, well, thank Travis you. That takes, makes me feel Travis good. takes a selfie and gets just his chin in <laughs> below and says, was it pretty good? <laughs> was like it an Excel. <laughs> right, that's not going to work. But no, so I think, uh, you know, a, a, the, what's the word? The apparel will yeah. also be a factor once it comes down to game time. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to get into this just because we haven't got a chance to talk about it yet. Uh, I think it was on, might have been on Monday, maybe Sunday afternoon, I can't remember. The news comes out. Russ is about to join the Los Angeles Clippers, Russell Westbrook. So, look, I I got – I think for me, the biggest priority coming up to that trade deadline, it's nothing personal. Russ didn't work with the Lakers. There's no secret there. Right. Right? So, the trade that the Lakers made to go get Russell Westbrook – was a catastrophe. There's no other way to put it. If you could have got other players like DeMar DeRozan or maybe that left you cap space to re-sign Caruso, right. there's a lot of scenarios that could have played out. It was out. a problem from a player and a roster construction standpoint. Okay, Both. so so let, let's just play the roster construction portion of it. Didn't work out. So I know for a lot of Laker fans, including myself, I just wanted to see the Lakers move on. I didn't want to finish these last 25, 26 games, whatever that trade deadline and then moving forward was. I didn't want to see Russ on the team. And I go back to it. It has nothing to do with Russell Westbrook. It has to do with that was an awful fit. Let's move on and see what happens. Lakers were eventually able to move on from him, and they got some pieces that are going to be interesting, in my opinion, for the final stretch of the the season. Russ was gone. Now, I wasn't really paying attention to where Russ is going to go. You heard rumors. He might go to the Chicago Bulls. Mm. Heard rumors. Maybe he goes to the Miami Heat, where Pat Bev ended up. And apparently wants to knock the Lakers out of the playoff picture. I'll get I mean, to why that not? later. Yeah. I'll get to that later. Um, the Miami Heat was another team. So there were some teams that were rumored, and the Clippers were one of them as well. When I saw the news that he was going to the Clippers, I got to be honest. It wasn't this just, oh, I don't care. It wasn't. Like I, I, I think as a Laker fan, it was, well, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. All right. Here's somebody that was basically – being driven out of L.A. for over a year. This didn't start this trade deadline. This tra- started last tra- trade deadline last season. And he's not leaving Los Angeles. He's actually just going. He's going to be in the same arena. He's going to walk down to a different same arena. route to he work. He can stay his same place that he's <laughs> in. He's got his family, his kids, the whole thing. And he's going to be rocking a Los Angeles Clipper jersey. It kind of hit me. I-, I guess there was this, wow, well, what if he actually has some success there? Well, why should I care whether he has success there? Wow. wow, what if the Clippers are actually, what if he's a missing piece that helps the Los Angeles Clippers make a real or run? just an addition, yeah. yeah. Exactly, just an addition to a team that already has incredible depth. It's a little, It's I gotta be honest, it, it kind of hits a certain way. I know what you're getting at here, and this is getting at the thing that I'm nobody also, wants. I'm, I'm also like, oh God. Nobody wants to say out loud because they keep falling back on all these old weird theories about various teams and relationships. It's entirely possible that the problem is the Lakers. And that's kind of where this Russell Westbrook story gets very interesting because you have to consider that as an option. You're, I mean, what are you going to say if the guy walks across the hall and wins a championship with a team that everybody doesn't oh, take seriously? I know. That. I mean, I'm just again. This is what I'm saying. Taylor got, just shed it. You got to. You got to. You got to take. Your, gonna be in the you got to take your medicine here if that actually happens. And I say that for the reasons that follow. Reality has escaped a lot of this fan base, and to a certain extent, the franchise. And so. Whatever has to happen, and I'm not saying I'm rooting for anybody. That's not my point. Yep. Something's going to happen in the next two or three seasons, un-LeBron related, that's going to make this franchise realize, ooh, this isn't working like this. You know what I'm saying? And it's not necessarily— Hasn't it already happened? I think it has, but I think there's going to be something that's a little bit more undeniable than just pointing it out and then having people say, oh, well, look at our banners, or oh, well, this is how we do it. Mm. All of those kind of knee-jerk reactions that don't even really make sense. Like, something is going to happen where this franchise is going to be forced to look at itself and say, well, dang, that's definitely not what we're doing, and maybe that works. So I'll throw this out there to, to Laker fans because I think it's kind of interesting. Do you care that Russ 
join the Clippers? Do you care at all that Russell Westbrook is a Los Angeles Clipper? And if he has some success there, yeah. and if the Clippers have some success, does it matter? Does that does that have any um, does that have any link to the Lakers that would bother you? Eight seven 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 ten ESPN. I also, when we come back, I want to talk about how. Um, Will it work or not? Like it's one thing to just have the from dude. a basketball standpoint. Yeah, yeah, he's joining the Clippers, but that yeah. doesn't. I I watched a lot of Russell Westbrook over the last year and a half, and I'm still trying to figure out what his value is right now to the league, and is there value left when he joins the Clippers? We'll do that coming up next. Travis and Sleeva Show, seven ten ESPN. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. I don't want to interrupt you guys. This is very important. <laughs> Sorry. Found out well, where the food's from. Well, Bronny, first of all, Adam Bronstein, there is not a thing in this studio that he can't fix. Right. So every time something goes wrong. He's on the spot. Bronny's on the spot. He kicked me out of the chair. Yeah. And told me that what I thought was the wrong. The hell out of the way. Was not wrong. Yeah. So that's fair, which is why we troubleshoot. Yep. You know what I mean? So what if do I, I know? A, if I had a problem with the engine in my car, I'd probably go to Bronny. <laughs> probably go to Bronny. Okay, where's the food from? Fixins. It, it, this is the blackest food that's ever been up in here. I was right about that. So, you know, that place is right downstairs. We all know who runs that joint. Does everybody know this? KJ, you familiar with his work? Kevin Johnson, Phoenix Sun. I didn't know that. You didn't know that? He's all around, He's down there all the time. Mayor of uh, Sacramento. Sacramento yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, down there all Sacramento. the time. Uh, Taylor, what, what's, uh, what do you think of the food there? What, what do you think of the spread? I, well, I it was gone in about 30 seconds, so I yeah. can tell you everything you need to know. <laughs> Taylor walked in. It was one of those where um, his hands were so full that I had to hold the door open for him. You know, sometimes you do it just to be nice. Other times you do it because I don't want the food to fall. Regular size plate. You know. No, no. Listen, you, you hailed it real you quick. Had a good, you had a good portion there. You, I heard while I was holding the door for you. You didn't know I was holding the door for you. You were turning the corner and you yelled, "Somebody get me a fork or something like that." <laughs> what happened? Like you're in surgery. It's yeah. Like, no. Stat. Yeah. <laughs> we're losing them. <laughs> That's exactly and, what I yelled. And I, was, I just stood there waiting for you to come, and I just heard this. Scream Where? about a fork. Greg gave me his fork. He said oh, it was it was a it was a relay situation. He, I was trying to get back to the studio before the break ended. It was a whole thing. Scramble. I love that. It's great. Get Berg sacrificing his fork for you. Team, Team player. Man. Love Good it. man right there. Okay, so how will Russ actually work as a Clipper? Can I just I uh, I tell you this from a basketball perspective? It is one of the deepest teams in the NBA. No question about it. No doubt about are. it. And whether you want to admit it or not, if Laker fans will admit, they got a really, really good team. Now, they're also a very confusing team because I don't know who's going to play every single night. They went out at the trade deadline, traded two guards. John Wall, Reggie Jackson, not there anymore. Luke Kennard was traded as well. Uh, so, the big Luke Kennard. Uh, if Luke Kennard was on the Lakers, he'd get a lot of playing time. Yeah, that's, that's I'm true. not kidding. That's no, the that's type true. of depth that they have is that they have so many guys that, right. that they can use. But I only bring that up because they're only bringing Russ in because they don't they, – they need a point guard. You can put mm. Bones Highland in there, who I like. Bones Highland's got no experience, right? He's super young. You can put Eric Gordon there, but you really want Eric Gordon to be your point guard? Do you want him – Probably at your two. Yeah, probably. And that's too many minutes for Gordon, too. So so this is this is what kind of is fascinating to me with the Russ situation. Russ is going to come into a situation with the Clippers that's much different than the Lakers. Now, I, I still question bringing Russ in because I saw him for a year and a half. And if I'm the Lakers and I'm playing the Clippers, I'm backing off of Russ 37 feet and saying, hey, shoot a jumper because we saw it happen for a year and a half. Mm -hmm. I'm probably going to watch Russ throw four or five turnovers a game because that's Russ's style. I, if, if, I'm, if I'm using Russ as a car, Russ is, a, is going 120 miles per hour down the freeway. 
Right. If I'm using D'Angelo Russell as a point as a type of car, he's going 35 and he's listening to soft jazz. Like oh, he's yeah. it's a completely different style. And, and I, my hesitation with Russ is this: my hesitation is I've seen what Russ is for the last couple of years. It's intriguing to me that the Clippers thought, "Hey, he can actually help us and be a fit." The only difference, I'll let you go from yeah. there. Only difference is. He doesn't really have to do anything other than facilitate, and um, it's okay to push tempo with the Clippers. He's got a ton of players around him that all fit pretty well for for that Clippers team, but it could be hit or miss. Maybe it works out well, maybe it doesn't. I mean, what you're describing as the only difference is, in fact, the big difference, and it's a basic difference, which is the Clippers are good and the Lakers are not. And that's where... I think that this could possibly work. There's a secondary element to that. Paul George likes Russell Westbrook, mm-hmm. which leads me to believe that Russell Westbrook might like Paul George too, which no, they in, got a good relationship. T- in today's NBA mm-hmm. is a major factor. Mm-hmm. Simply getting along. And if that team, and if that team's leaders, and specifically by leaders I mean the head coach of the team, can stand up to Russell Westbrook and say, hey, this is how we run this program, well then, yeah, presumably it can work. The difference was, and we talked about this a lot, it was kind of, I don't want to say unfair to Westbrook, but he wasn't the guy that was hurt all that time when AD and LeBron couldn't manage to get on the court left and right. Fair. So, yes, he was using his game to try to win basketball games. Mm-hmm. The, the formula never even had a chance to add up for the Lakers in many ways, which is another good reason why it was probably stupid to bring him in. But but just real quick on the formula, I think we saw enough games with Braun, AD, and Russ to say that it ain't going to work. Okay, that's fine. But again, that my point is is that this is where the it's possible that the Lakers are the issue is, is in play. I mean, I'm not saying I think he's going to walk in there and, and light the world on fire, but he could also walk in there and just be his own, play the best part of his game that he has and not, it's possible that he doesn't disrupt this team. And I also feel that if you're the Clippers, once again, you've been together long enough to know whether or not this is going to work out. He's coming under different circumstances. He's arriving in a different circumstance. And what his goal is is a completely different scenario on on all three levels than the Lakers situation. Completely. This is where I would disagree on the – this could be a good fit for Russ. Let me just use that as an example. Mm -hmm. Russ signed a five-year contract when he was with the Thunder. It was like 200 and something million. Okay. Right. Very similar to your TV deal, right? Very similar. <laughs> I mean, you know, um, same agent. Same agent. <laughs> so, but the, the moment that happened when he signed that contract, just to kind of give you a perspective, okay? When you try to point the finger of whose fault is it, and I'm not saying the Lakers, look, Rob Palenka, if there's one thing that I think people look at today, and they may say, Hey Rob, why you won a championship? Why did you go? Why why did you change over so many different players from that team? Why do you keep changing over the roster? Now Rob can also sit here and say, "Why well, didn't know Anthony Davis was going to play fifty percent of the games?" Yeah. How is any plan going to work if AD AD played after the Lakers won the championship? He played fifty percent of the games against uh, the following season, then got injured against the Suns in the first round, and it was a wrap. He played less than fifty percent of the games yesterday. Russ could or uh, Palenka could be the greatest GM ever. If Anthony Davis is playing you 50% of the games, what can you really do? But to go, to go back to your Russ yeah. point, this is what the, the portion I question Russ. In his five-year contract so far, five-year contract that he signed, he's played with the Thunder, the Rockets, the Wizards, the Lakers, and now the Clippers. Clippers. Yeah. Were there issues with all those other teams too? Not necessarily. The Wizards got rid of him for different reasons. That team made the playoffs with him. That was the best he'd played probably on any of those teams as far as being a leader and as far as his skill set actually applied. Maybe they knew when to sell too. Yeah, there's an element of that. They just it, yeah, yeah, sure. You know, I mean, like whatever. They're, they're you know, you're dealing in the NBA. I guess what I'm saying is that I, I don't. You, you've got to recognize that the relationship between the Lakers and the Clippers is one thing, but that does not have anything to do with the fact that how the Lakers got Westbrook was this form of self-induced. Uh, desperation that they put themselves into in terms of how they're dealing with their roster. The Clippers don't have this kind of overhead. Like, okay, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. He sits on the bench. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're they're not. They don't have. It's not. It's a different scenario for well, that franchise right now. Him, so you're right. Right. That's that what I'm saying. It's a they completely got him in the buyout market. It's a completely different scenario that 
alters expectations and changes what it's like upon reentry, so to speak. I think it's I think it's fascinating. Yeah, I really do. I, it's I one think, of the more interesting stories in the NBA right now, for being honest. I think if I, I won't lie, if there's a Laker off day and the Clippers are playing the Sacramento Kings in a regular season game, sure. I'm this tuning Friday, in. Front row on the wood. I'm tuning in. They're right? playing like, Friday. Yep, Kings. Kings Clippers. Are you going? Trying to. I'll see what I can do. We'll see if we can make it work. Okay. I probably can't help you. So I'm just going to throw that <laughs> one out you, there. Thank you, Slee. Well, I, I don't know anybody from the Clippers. You know, I, I, so you didn't have to say anything. <laughs> I, I wanted to be honest with them. I just wanted to be honest with them. That's fair. I think it'll be fascinating. By the way, if the playoffs did start today, this can't happen in the first oh, round. Oh, God. Right? Like, we got to figure yeah, this I, out. Yeah, you, you spoke it into existence, and now I'm upset. You can't, you can't have this happen. Clippers would play the Suns in the first round. That means you'd have... Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Devin Booker, Russell you Westbrook, have Kevin ten Durant, superstars out. By the way, basically. Russ, Russ again versus Kevin. Yeah, I guess, I just, yeah, that's yeah. all. That's all an interesting story. NBA line. script. Yeah. NBA script. <laughs> script Twitter. NBA script. Um, we hit on this earlier, and if you're just tuning in right now, we were kind of throwing out scenarios for the Lakers and uh, just what, what kind of the number would. How many games you got to win over 23 games? And every time, <laughs> every time I hear these numbers. It's you know there's a part of me that uh, it's discouraging to hear, and then there's another part of me that says, well, there's kind of a roster here that's coming up for the Lakers that we haven't really seen yet. If anybody was going to do it, it would be this current version of the Lakers. Would you agree with this? This current version of the roster is the best of the last two years that, since we've seen since the championship. Yes, I, and, and even in the championship, don't do that. Don't tell me that the roster is better now than the championship team was because of some oh, no, no, weird no, no, quirk. No, no. What I was I'm not say, doing. I'm not entertaining that. No, no, no. What I was going to say is that roster that lost in the first round to the Suns, I thought was a good roster, but they lost. I got they, you. They didn't have Anthony Davis. Right. They got injured. Yeah. But I, I, we have kind of played this out to go 13 and 10 in the final 23 games. Let me just play that picture for you. If they went 13 and 10, you know, there's still two games below 500, and I don't. Do you think two games below 500 gets you in the top 10? No. I don't think it does either. I don't know. Okay, I've so, said this so that means 13 and 10 can't do it. So that means now 14 and 9. 14 and 9 sounds like five games over 500, now you're 500. <laughs> Is that enough to get you in? Let's put it this way. Are These you are not lofty. playing with fire? These are you lofty not, goals. But are you not playing with fire you are. if you're 500? Especially in the load management portion of all this. There's Guys got to play. Well, that... I, I, I don't know if Lakers will hit load management, but I think what they'll hit is there's a reality of is Braun final 23 games. If Braun plays 20 of them, no, no, no. Are I, you taking it? I'm saying it the other way around. You load manage for this. Oh, gotcha. that's what I'm saying. Gotcha. That's what all this like other Clippers. stuff is for. These last 23 games are important. This, this is why you do all that. So you're available now because mm-hmm. this so, is your season. So you, basically, what you're saying is all these teams that have rested some of their key players are not going to be resting their key players moving forward. No. There's obviously no need to. Here's here's the other thing that you know I'll point out is every one of these teams that the Lakers have, even if you look at the next 10 games, there's I'm not exaggerating here. I'm not trying to be dramatic. The next 10 games for the Lakers, mm-hmm. every single game they play is against a team that has something to play for. It doesn't matter whether it's the Thunder or the Memphis Grizzlies or the Golden State Warriors or the Toronto Raptors who Playoff are 10th in the yeah. Chicago Bulls. Every single team has something to play for. So when we look at the schedule and we say, okay, hey, got the Warriors coming into town. Yeah. We got the Thunder coming into town. Do you know what probably they're saying? Okay, hey. Fresh meat. The Lakers are we here. We got the Lakers. Yeah. <laughs> Can we go get one? And and until this, this um, version of the team that after the trade deadline – until they could show, hey, there was five really good games that the Lakers just played, and they went four and one in that five. Our conversation can't change I'm until we you. have a sample size that could could potentially change it. I agree. If you and I are sitting here two weeks from now, and I say, Clint, they went six and two in these eight. Like, I don't know what you want me to tell you. Right. You might not. Maybe you felt different two weeks ago. But unless you have that type of version, it's really tough to talk different about the Lakers. I will say the one good thing they have going forward is what I call the Allen Sleeve work schedule. A lot of home games. A lot of home games. A lot of home games on the back end. Some of these start at 7.30. Oof. I walk in here, I can't see. I'm like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> what day is it? The, exactly. <laughs> I did that today. You did that twice today. Twice it is today. the biggest advantage that they have. In terms of this back end of the schedule, is the yeah. fact that they're playing a lot of these games at home, which you have to presume, which you have to presume is is an advantage. Yeah. You have to. All right, we got the dump coming up next. Stay right here, Travis and Sleeve Show, seven ten ESPN.
We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. All right, I'll start off with this. Of everything that you've ate so far on the plate, you only get... One item. What are you walking away with? Fried chicken. Not 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 even close. Not even close. Delicious. I know you said the greens were good. The greens are good. Yeah, but the fried chicken is yeah, good. No, it's fried chicken. Yeah, it's fried chicken. Uh, yeah, it's fried had a beautiful chicken. crunch. Yeah, it was good. It did excellent work. I um, I'm just the smell right now in here is f is as if I'm at a restaurant. The crunch in the background is as if I'm okay. uh. Right. No, no, no. You're good. I, I, I'm just uh, passive aggressive. Yeah, I was like, whoa. All right, I'm just trying to get a meal down here. You're I'm, asking me I'm all these admiring. questions. All right, I'm admiring. It's good. A little cornbread, um, too. Pieces pre cut in half. Great move out of them. They had special different butters. They had like cayenne butter. They had, cin- they had uh, cinnamon butter. I didn't see that. Yeah. I need to go check that. Yeah, I was like, uh, it was a different area. Like they gave, yeah. they gave us some. <laughs> special wristbands. Like, yeah. Special. <laughs> <laughs> it's in one of the cubicles. Somebody's just standing there. All right, on this day in 1980. The Miracle on Ice, both clean. Uh, we were both there for that game. Just unbelievable. 1980 Winter Olympics in Lake Placid. American team full of mostly amateurs upsets the Soviet team. I do want to play the sound here. Emily's got it. 11 seconds. You've got 10 seconds. The countdown going on right now. Morrow up to show. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Mm. Yes! Unbelievable. There's certain, and I don't know what it is for you, mm. but there's certain calls. Certain iconic, iconic calls that every time you hear it, I'm like, sounds good. Run that one back. Yeah. Sounds good. Play that one again. Um, for you personally, and just, you know, I, listen, it's different for everybody. When you think of a famous, famous call that sticks out to you, that is iconic, that means something to you, what uh, what comes to mind? This isn't even close to me. This is my friend, tremendous broadcaster, Mike Brain. Bang! Mm-hmm. And the classic call. Bang! Do we have it? Blocked by James, oh, yeah. the greatest defensive play in the history of the NBA Finals. That, to me, like, I hear that, and I, I'm instantly re-put into where I was in the world and just what I was doing, which was engulfed in that series. Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. That's, that, that James to me, because Breen, let's, re- let's run it back real quick. Breen almost loses it. He goes, oh, like he's genuinely ready ready for it. To Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. <laughs> LeBron James with the rejection. Okay, but you, you, you know get a pro it. like Breen even slightly off one syllable, that's a great play. Do you know what makes that reaction so great? It's the same reaction that everybody had. Yes. I think that's what makes some of these calls so iconic is when the broadcaster, sometimes we know, right, like something's about to happen. We know that the game's about to end. It's just a matter of 15, 14, 13. You already know what the result is. That is, I thought Iguodala was going up for a layup. Yeah, you thought that. Yeah. Everyone in the arena thought that. Breen thought that. Right. And I think, Iggy thought that. And I think his call reflected the shock and surprise. Yep. Where the hell did LeBron James come from? There's a, and I, I'd have to spend a lot more time trying to find it. And I, I know even if I did find it, Taylor wouldn't play it. So <laughs> I'm, uh, and I say that only because one of the, my favorite calls of all Robert time, Robert Ory. What is, oh, it was. On. But here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's not the call that you're thinking of. The radio call for that game oh. was Chick Hearn. It was Chick yeah. and Stu. So there is this connection that obviously Laker fans have. Of course, you have it with your, your local callers. Right. Well, on a lot of these national games or the championship, they don't, they're not typically going to have the, – the beauty with radio is John and Michael still can call the game. And right. Back in the day, it was Chick. Um, but I only bring that up because those are you know some of the most iconic calls. That's what comes to mind. Um, okay, let's see what else we got here. So okay. this came across uh, during the show. Mm-hmm. Netflix has announced a new docu series called Quarterback to, to premiere in the summer. It's going to be from NFL Films. The show will follow Patrick Mahomes, Kirk Cousins, and Marcus Mariota throughout the 2022 season. The players are mic'd up for every game, and they will have "quote unquote" unprecedented access. Sign me up for Cousins. <laughs> I mean, okay, guys, 
The Mahomes clan is interesting. Let me read. The Jackson Mahomes, the Brittany Mahomes, that whole dynamic, that's what I'm going to tune in to see. Okay. So, By the way, is that not what we talked about earlier? What? Where you could, it doesn't have to be the actual game. Right, you know, yeah. we're talking about yes, social this media. Yes, this is along and with that, that yeah. attraction that Emily's talking about. Okay, that's interesting. Right. That's a different storyline. Um, my reply to her when she texted this to me was interesting. They picked the three blandest people on earth. <laughs> like, if you're gonna follow three ketchup. quarterbacks in the NFL, yeah, these would probably be the last three I would pick in terms of personality. Russell Wilson. Russ would be great because <laughs> of Sierra. Actually, would be interesting. Yeah, Sierra Aaron Rodgers. And- Aaron Rodgers, because that's right. That would that's be so a, interesting. And who's your third one? Who's the third S-show. quarterback that you want? I, I would be interested in Derek Carr, just because all the stuff that happened with the where's, Raiders Where's this Cappy season? when we need him? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But I think it would be interesting to follow Mahomes through the season. He was a uh, Super Bowl MVP, won the Super Bowl. That's going to be the interesting one. You can miss me with Mariota. Yes. Mary, I mean, Mahomes is a given. He's, he's the best player, so that makes sense. Fun fact, Pat Mahomes is dad. Yeah. Well, Patrick Mahomes' dad, Pat Mahomes, great dude. I've spent a couple evenings okay. enjoying some uh, refreshments. All right, there's some big insider, Pat. some insider. Big right Pat there. is the kind of guy who, if you're, let's just say the temperature is a little warmer than it is today, and you're outside, yeah, cooler. Nope, just rip the case open, carry that bad boy outside. Mm. We're pulling out of the case. That's how. That's he's that kind of guy. It's good living you know? right there. Yeah. Uh, Caleb Williams says his number one spot that he wants to play. I don't know if you read this or not. I did can not. You, can you guess? The franchise, it's an AFC team, um, the number one franchise that he wants to play for. That might be tough. Let, let's put it this way. Great weather as well. The number one franchise he wants to play for in the AFC? I mm-hmm. don't know. Tell me. Miami Dolphins. Oh. He wants huh. to play for Miami. I'm going to read the quote. He says, I like to be around younger coaches. I'd probably go to the Dolphins. Also be able to play with Tyreek Hill, uh, Jalen Waddle, uh, Mike Gasecki, the the defense isn't bad. That's probably my number one spot, which is kind of a fascinating quote. Is this this what we're doing now? Uh, Isn't that kind of interesting? This you're one year away. You have no idea where it lines up. It's not like he's about to get drafted and the Dolphins are have the number one. Yeah, that's that's a little. Sorry, that's why I was a little like Caleb Williams. Who? What? Like? I mean, if you could, I think it's more of like if you could pick any. I get it, but still, I get it. That's that's a little weird to me. You know, like you got you got a season ahead of you, buddy. When Benyama had some quotes about you'll play for any franchise, this, that, I would expect that from Caleb Williams, not I'm trying to play for the New York Knicks. No, that's yeah, I'm that's trying a to little, play for this franchise. I like that kid though. DC guy. Like him. Um all right, and, and kind of walk me through this. The English psychologist, four keys to make all you right, happy. Yes. <laughs> so an English psychologist said that uh she was asked to give her four keys to uh make make yourself happy, you know, the four keys to happiness. She said staying active, prioritizing family and friends, practicing gratitude, and cuddling a pet are all keys to feeling those content. are pretty good. Yeah, pet snakes, just get them all, wrap them all up, <laughs> let them cuddle you while the when I come them. home and I open the door, I just put my arms out for the snake. <laughs> let and he just slithers all the way to me. But you do love a little rookie cuddle, you know. I'm oh sure no, that's, rookie's that's the great. man. That's that's a that's, that's a his, great. That's his bread and butter. Um, rookie is okay, first off, he's crazy. All right, he's the nicest dog that you ever meet. He's scared of everything, okay. but he's still the nicest dog. Um, anytime you have that interaction, I think with a dog, I think that's a good example. That's definitely a sign of happiness. You're picking one thing. I'm gonna actually take. I kind of fall into this. Yes, family, friends, all that stuff. Doing some traveling to me. I don't know oh, what that so is. So it's funny you brought that up because you said this is a psychologist from where? This is a psychologist from where? Uh, England. Step one to being happy, leave England. Just just say. Just, just, it's gloomy, just, it's just, rainy. Just, just say. Ouch. Step one will relieve a lot of that problem. There goes those right off podcast the listeners. Yeah. <laughs> They're gone. All right, um, we got a super crosstalk song right now. Woo, 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 woo. I do my best to do it. I can't do it. That's usually uh, yeah, Steve I can't Mason. Do it either. T. Raj does it as well. Uh, AK in the house. Andy Kamenitsky. So AK. No, no, no. Don't, don't, listen. Don't beat around the bush. Well, I'm going let's, right into let's it. Let's get to the production. Okay. Well, this is what I was going to ask. Okay. I was going to say is we were pitched a couple movies. We were at. It's kind of similar to when you go to. Um, you're getting a presentation and somebody sits you down and yeah. they're. Yeah. Can I get you a water or a coffee and. Um, yeah, I'll take a cup of coffee. Sure. And then they start the presentation. And there were two movies that were pitched to us. One of them was... Commander and Chimp. Yep. And the other one was... Uh, Gus 3.0. Gus 3.0. We'll, th- we'll put in Gus 3.0 to the side right now. Right. We didn't Can even... you pitch us your movie what here is What is Commander and Chimp? Yeah. Commander and Chimp, it's a, it's a rather simple premise of... <laughs> it's a political satire, a comedy, yeah. I believe, Which really of I our said. time. Which is what I said. Emily. <laughs> Emily. 
Emily. So apparently, let them sort it out. Emily, yep. we, we've spent the in, like the last four days on what Travis God? and Sliwa going through Commander and Chip. And at this point, you are attached to this project by the thinnest, <laughs> thinnest of margins. Don't push your luck. Anyway. <laughs> The premise of Commander and Chimp, what I believe is going to be the greatest political satire of our modern era. Of course. There's a president named Bob Johnson. Okay. He has a pet monkey named Bobo. Bob Johnson has a scheming vice president who is power hungry. He wants to be the president. He It's the type of role that in the 90s James Woods would have played Got before it. he sort of excommunicated. I've never seen the, May so locked in. This is, this I'm, this I'm this like, this is, I'm, this is far more fleshed out than I anticipated. It's riveting. Right. Yeah. Well, Mace is a former theater owner. Yes, he right. knows He right. knows what puts butts in seats. I right. talk about an investor. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay, so hold on. And, and you know, he's got... Cranston, like yeah, Cranston sure. might be. Sure, able Brian, to... I'm sure this is his. We're, kind get, of we're getting off track here. <laughs> I need to know the plot summary. Get, okay, get back to the plot. Yeah. Okay. Yes. The vice president wants to become president, so he comes up with a scheme where the ballots, you know, they would normally say for re-election, Bob Johnson from whatever party. Yeah. <laughs> he see, creates a typo <laughs> where it okay. says Bobo Johnson, mm. thinking that he's going to be on the ballot with with Bobo. You obviously can't have a chimp as president. Sure. So eventually they're going to decide that the only logical solution is the scheming vice president. Because we'll put the president. VP in. Yes. Yep. But when Bobo ends up elected, they yes. start going through the Constitution. People they realize, Bobo. Yes. Well, they realize there's nothing in the Constitution that prohibits a chimp from being president. Yep. He is 35 years old in chimp years. Which like the minimum good requirement. And as it turns for. out, Bob Johnson... Not all that wild about being president anyway, so he has no problem with ceding this over to Bobo. This infuriates, infuriates the scheming vice president, who now sure. is even more angry at the fact that he's no longer serving, you know, at the behest of Bob Johnson, who he considered just an now idiot. He's serving Bobo. He, a, Bobo. Yes. 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 A monkey is his boss. A chimp yes. is his boss. Okay. So from there, wait, Clinton. Oh, pardon. No, from there, the presentation is not over. Wow. I, I got, blown away. I got to get us to the whole movie. He, from there, tries to undercut Bobo at every turn, <laughs> scheming against him. But all of these schemes backfire to the point where, yep. setting up the sequel, he gets reelected. Sure. Wow. And scene. Okay. All right. And first, scene. first of all, first, yes. first, first of all, that's brilliant. Yes, yes it like, is. Take my money. Did I they would gone that far. Like, into if we this. Could, is if it we brilliant could, or were no, they no. high as hell? Yeah, well, I was gonna say. Well, number one, pass the B O N G. Number two, if we could make this movie, if we could rewind to 1989, this movie would be perfect. You know, like a post-election year kind of thing. Yeah. And lastly, I'll say. Emily presented this pretty well. Okay, I will. I will defend her. The while, beef while between the, AK and the, the plot Emily. points. Boy, just the plot points. over the last four shows <laughs> spilling out. Emily, I'm, I apologize. <laughs> I was okay. like, the listen, creative process <laughs> does cause feelings get hurt. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. Okay, next time, where... wait, just real quick. Next time, if I go on vacation again, yes, and she says BK only with Trav. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're talking about a beef or like Travis I've never Solo, seen. right? Right. This is where guys are available of our argument came from was because I offered the idea that wait shouldn't Andy Circus play Bobo because he's so talented at this like movement no. and he was the planned no. Leaves guy. Why and wouldn't he do it actually? Well, hold no. on. Why wouldn't Andy Circus do the motion cap? For, uh, you want to use an actual chip. An actual chip. Yeah. We're not relying yeah. on gimmicks, I, man. I, I, and I, so to, to the point of the respect. whole bit, this doesn't really work if the chimp is a little too real. Right. Like, it's got to be an actual, an actual animal that's yes. doing yeah. animal yeah. stuff. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I think they got a point. Yeah. And, and honestly, without going too far down a road, I know that the overlords don't <laughs> not appreciate- Not we've gone too far. Yeah. Go ahead. No, not at like, all. Like, this- this is, if anything, not satirical enough of our current politics. <laughs> it is. <laughs> like, I, it's not too far over the top. There is no such thing as too far. <laughs> no, anymore. no. Like, Veep right now, if anything, feels too on the yeah. nose. It doesn't feel like satire anymore. Yes. Let's take some calls from some Republicans. Bobo, yeah. yeah. Take some calls from some Democrats. Yeah. And then just kind of get their no, thoughts. No, no. I, I have not they established- get along, by the way. Did you take yes. I've not established Bobo as a member of either party. Either party. Like, he could like, be independent, for all we sure. know. Sure. Yes. Yeah. He's serving the people. That's all we know. I mean, yeah. chimps these days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stunned, stunned with the so anyway, That's the premise of Commander in Chief. That's, that's genuinely good. This was created by, the, and by the title. 
I mean, honestly, yeah, that, that's the sell. Yes. You can get kids honestly, in the theater with that. Yeah, I kind of like it for real. And there's probably some producer out there saying, well, "Yep, Jay yeah, Moore." Yeah. According to Ireland, Jay Moore has attached himself to this already. Oh, really, I've not heard from Jay, but he's attached himself. I've already in said role. That, well, here's the thing, a producer. <laughs> I've already promised him if he wants the role of Bob Johnson, he'd be good. But. The vice president, which really is the best role. It's the critical role yeah. in the film. He's got to read. Yeah, people think. Yeah, he's going to have to read. He's going to have to read. Yeah. It's yeah. too yeah. good of a role. It's too, too tight. Yeah. Yeah. No disrespect to Jay Moore, but he has yeah. to read. Yeah. <laughs> people think uh, Trav went out golfing. Trav is finding investors. Hey, oh, he's pressing, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah, pressing he's, the flesh. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly what he's doing. All right, so um, Clint here played pickleball yesterday. Oh, yep. yeah, yeah. So he has. Have I you gotten out yet? Played, yeah. yo. You've yet to play. No. Is there, yeah, we went out and played earlier. This was that this last week. We BK, will there week. be BK? AK, will there be any training from your side? What's I actually want to try. It's difficult to find pickleball courts are crowded now. They're booked up. That in is, advance. by the way, a trick. That's real. It's, it's hard to get onto yes. a pickleball court. Emily, what story did I send you yesterday that said we're leading the show with this? Back where I'm, I told my boys back home, by the way, my boys that I played high school ball with, I was like, yo, dude, I played pickleball yesterday. Fun as hell. Like, I guarantee, give it a shot. My buddy texts me back. He says, I would. But sends me a text to a story. Apparently in Arlington, They're outside awful. of D.C. Oh, I read this. People are bullying kids off of playgrounds in order to here. be able to use the pickleball courts. And this is turning Damn. into a problem. Pickleball mafias are roaming suburbs of America yeah. in order to be able to play. Yeah, when so I this read problem this article, is understandable. I wondered, like, as a station, are we contributing to the problem? Like, of just pickle, bullying well, pickleball there's, pressure. Just, yeah. there's just a few of us, really, that are taking it seriously <laughs> at this point, so I'm not sure if we're putting a dent in it. But I, I there should like be a place where you... Yeah, you haven't played... Andy Bryant... Uh, DeMarco's playing, like, every day. Apparently, he always plays every right. day. It, I can see that. It's fun. Clinton went out. Kaplan hasn't played yet. Kaplan has not played yet. We talked but to... Kaplan has, but Kaplan has, has played, played before. Oh, yeah. right. Okay. Yeah. I forgot about that. He also has, from what I understand, it's in his bloodline is what we learned. Yesterday. It's People, in his uh, bloodline. Yeah. Charlie Kaplan <laughs> <Right>. from <laughs> Boca. Were, were calling us uh, soft uh, because of the current weather outside. It is so friggin' cold. Thank you. Okay, are, Thank you, case are you playing in... Let's just say, as an example, I said, hey, show ends. Let's yep. go play. Are you playing in this weather? Or uh, no? My ankle. I had some yeah, work on right. my ankle last night. What does that mean? What is he got a trainer. He's two to four weeks. He's so out. I, uh, no, I, years and years ago, I shattered my right okay. foot, right ankle. On camera. And, on camera. Yeah. And so I have nine screws and a plate in there. And so now, 20 years later, I've got all kinds of arthritis and crap in there because okay. of the metal. And so I Damn. went to Legit physical night. therapy. Yeah, okay. physical therapy. All right, that's, that's reasonable. Okay. So I don't think it's smart for me to go out day after physical therapy. I would agree with My that. foot's kind of sore. And it's like. 20 degrees. Yeah, it's cold. It's like, so Sorry, all of you people claiming folks are softest down at 30. Yeah, I moved to California because I wanted it to be warm Exactly. No, that's but why I'm not, here. And it's windy as hell, yes, too. Yes, another factor. But that's the problem is I don't think any of us said we're not soft. We That's part of what we're talking about here. The weather is freezing well, cold out well, there. I mean, if, if that's the case, half of California soft. What are we doing? Like, I, I've lived in cold weather, yeah. all right? Like... I, I it's not great. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> like, I mean, I grew up in Toledo, Ohio. It was cold, cold. Yeah. But this is cold by our yeah. standards. Yeah. Like, you want to you be cold and be hard? Go live in Minnesota. Leave me alone. Yeah. You know? I don't need that. So, I was mentioning, um, so, left for a couple of days, took vacation. Yeah. Where'd you, you never disclosed. Oh, no. He disclosed oh, where he I went. missed it. What did you there do? There is nothing. I went to, um, I went to the valley. No, I'm just kidding. Um, okay. <laughs> nice. So, I went to, I was in Mexico. Okay. Went to San Miguel de Allende. Let is me this, tell you. I hope If I you right. saw a picture of this place, de you would have thought it was in a Bond or Indiana Jones movie. And we're, we're in Mexico? Central Mexico. Central Mexico. Interesting. Yeah. And, Not on the um, coast. It is no. It's actually I think like seven eight hours away from. The How'd coast. you find it? Um, so I guess a couple years back, I mentioned this to him. I had never heard of it. Mm -hmm. My girl had wanted to go, and she had some friends that went within the last couple years. I think before COVID, right? Gone. If you go, if you look it up, it's it's a, it's actually it's it's again and movie beautiful backdrop, beautiful really? action it's scene in awesome, a small town square with a big building in the middle. Awesome, city, pretty cool. Okay? So I I bring that up because. So here we are. Their kind of staple in this place is really famous cathedral. The cathedral is kind of like the center of the city. Oh, cool. Okay. 
And they got there's, history, real there's, history. There's churches all over the place. I described Beautiful. it, Mace, as the kind of place that back in the day probably had a wall around it that, like, at night you close the wall because yeah. that's how the village protected itself, yes. kind of thing. So we go, we visit the There's no, there's kind of like everywhere you go, there's an image of the cathedral. Cathedral's kind of down, the city kind of goes up. So, mm-hmm. like, every view that you have is a cathedral. Sure. So. <laughs> We're leaving the cathedral, and we're starting to walk. I'm not one block away from the cathedral. And beautiful restaurants, cafes. Nice. There's all these restaurants. Like a that, square. Yes. Exactly. Thing, yeah. Old yeah. school Mexico, all of this. All Real these cool. uh, restaurants, a lot of them um, are on rooftops, so it's all that. I'm leaving the cathedral, and I'm just walking like a block. And I just look. Starbucks. <laughs> really? <laughs> Starbucks has the best real estate. In San Miguel de Allende. So it is next to the cathedral. I'm, I'm literally, I'm not kidding when I tell you, it's one block Can away Can you use from the my cathedral. favorite unit of measurement, which is how many baseball relay throws would it take to get there? Could you hit it with a baseball from the cathedral or would it, it take roll, like one relay? It will roll and it will hit it. Okay, so that's one wow. throw. Yeah. So one throw, it will roll and it will eventually <laughs> hit it. I wow. just think that's so funny that I, I'd mention this. I don't know how you guys feel when you see some of these places, but when you're, you feel like you're in an area i'm like man this is really special right. wow look at the history how cool is this yeah and then 17 seconds later i can go get a um a spinach feta wrap i think is what i used <laughs> yeah, before as an I, I like the sp- i had a spinach feta wrap this morning does that not- mace is the one at that starbucks yeah. <laughs> does that not kind of ruin a little bit of you know anytime all these great tourist all these great historical sites have now become cluttered with all kinds like if you go to Rome. If you go to the Vatican, all around the Vatican, oh, yeah? there's like tourists hawking stuff, and no matter where you go, this exists. There's a an infringement of of the history and the and and the legendary status of these places. Here's the funny thing: the building that it's in, like a historic building. You know, you're just thinking to yourself, and then there's just the Starbucks letters right. They on didn't top even of try it. to fit in with the motif of the neighborhood. Sometimes you companies do change. that, and it's kind of cool. You can't change the building, right. so you can't change the outside structure of the building. So right. that that still stands, but there's just that green marker Starbucks right. I was telling them burned into your brain. Yes, I went to I went to Zion last year, and <laughs> the entrance of the national um, the national park right to your left as you're going in. There's subway. I see it just a, a green subway on your way into Zion. A green yellow sign of subway. Yeah. I don't know. It just kind of takes Have it away your way. It. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. I don't know if that takes away for you guys, but every time I see that I'm like, is it what am I gonna do here with uh with a Starbucks? It's, it's kinda like in a movie where you seen the boot like the boom shadow, like yes. the boom mic. Yeah. Right. And it sort of breaks the breaks yeah, the fourth breaks the illusion. Yeah. What you guys got going on today? <sighs> Big sigh. I, oh, it turned into Stano there for a minute, didn't it? <laughs> didn't it? Uh, we we got uh, first of all, we're digging in a little bit to uh, the uh, the pickleball situation. Do you, does your team have a name yet? Yeah, we do. What is what's the name? Can for I say the, it? Yeah, Thick Van Exel. That's great. I like that. Now, <laughs> I get such a thrill saying that. Now, does your team have yes, a name, Clinton? You people, right? You that's people, what. That's, that's like a Lindsay. horse name, so that like when it's called. Out loud, it's going to sound funnier. You know, do the Cam brothers have a name yet? Yes, it's a TBD Happy Hour. Okay, I going like that the, the longtime listeners will yeah. re- remember what we're referencing. Anybody know Shadano and Cap's team name? I, I don't. don't. Oh wait, no, I do know it. It's uh, we talked spicy about spicy and kosher, spicy and kosher, spicy yes. and kosher. Which I, I like said that. sounds like the kind of place that you go in when you're stoned at the mall, and you say, "Oh yeah, I'd like that." And of course, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon. So, uh, I, I, Slee, you missed this entire thing, but yeah. uh, my pickleball partner is now officially my brother, Brian Mashansky, who is flying in oh, from this Toledo, is a big Ohio. Deal. They're putting him up putting him up at a big luxury hotel. Staying right? here at the first, Ritz. First class limousines and everything. Guest room and a flight on Spirit. <laughs> so, he was on the show with us uh, last week, and Ramona was, uh, was doing the show with me, and he dropped my family nickname, which is uh, T.T., Everybody in my family calls me TT. Really? So this has now become a thing. You're the third person I've seen learn this in front of Maze in do the last you, three days. Do you, are you upset that people yeah. know oh, that yeah. it's TT? Oh, yeah. And Morales is throwing oh, it yeah, back no. at me. Everybody I mean, Morales always, would never like, use hey, that. TT. Yeah. yeah. Think of all the different things in Mace's life that, that you for could. a while, well that for a while <laughs> right. he was keeping secret right like uh-huh. he came out eventually as gay yep he came out as gray 
Yeah. This though has stayed under wraps for years. <laughs> this, since this then, this was is a the very darkest secret. secret. <laughs> yes. yeah. So Have the you name to your brother since. <laughs> oh, oh no, yeah, we're we're planning practices okay. and all this. I stuff. just think, but the, the name of uh, of our pickleball team is. The Fighting TTs. The Fighting TTs. <laughs> Alan Sleva, for those of you not watching on YouTube, is blushing. Yes. That's what's happening right yes. now. That's amazing. That made yeah. him blush. That is That's so I said it, friggin' weird. It could weird. be the Flying TTs, but it could not, be. But so. yeah, no, it's yeah, Fighting I, I found out about our name. I go, I leave for a couple days, and we already have a team name. So why I, are you complaining had, about this? Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. <laughs> okay. This is the only reason. Um, look, I was a I was a big Nick fan, XL fan, but in the nineties. I don't know. I just thought Eldon or Vlade oh, or sure. uh, maybe Eddie Jones. Some respect to the roster. Yep. He went to Dale 3. Sedale yes, 3 Sedale was 3. good. Yeah. Yeah. That's XL. the first name that popped yeah. in my head That's exactly me yeah. too. I feel like Nick Van Exel was too good. Oh, okay. Right? That's, a, that's, way, that's an Jones, obvious pick. To be mocked. Eddie, yeah. Eddie, Eddie, Eddie Jones was Eddie Jones every bit as good. As was Jones was really good. Yeah, was every bit as good too. He got us Kobe. I went to the game, the USA game, and Vlade was the soccer game. Vlade was at the game. People oh, stood yeah, up, Vlade, Divac. They put him up on the uh, uh, the big screen. And what do, what do you think it would say if Vlade was up there with him the, the, underneath Chiron? What do you think it would say? Hall of Famer, didn't former draft Laker, Luka. didn't draft Luka. <laughs> didn't draft Luka, <laughs> It yeah. just said former NBA player. I was like, that's it? <laughs> what? I'm like, he's Vlade Divac. That's the best he could come up with. It was hilarious. Still smoking, I wonder. What? Still smoking? Looks great. Yeah. Tremendous, tremendous ambassador for the handsome man community. Michael. For sure. Michael will always say, anytime the Lakers are going to play the Kings, anytime they're going to play the Hawks and it's Trey Young, anytime it has anything to do with Luka, I can't believe Vlade didn't draft Luka. There was a time that Vlade came by to say hi to them. He was at the game. And I'm like, you didn't mention it to him. He's like, I can't tell him to his face. (laughs) I kind of feel bad for Vlade because in retrospect, obviously, the trade – for Kobe's rights is so lopsided in retrospect, it makes you forget. Like Vladi was really good. No, yeah, yeah, he was, he was really never, good. Who in this world is forgetting that Vladi Divac was a good basketball player? I think a saw lot, him. Actually, I think a lot of people because Kobe was Kobe. Yeah. I, I mean, right. I guess, but like Vladi Divac, yeah, Vladi Divac. My, my answer in, was he's he in the basketball. Kobe. He's yeah. in the basketball Hall of Fame. Yes. Like, this is not up for debate. All right, Super Crosstalk powered by In and Out Burger. That's what a hamburger is all about. Mason and Ireland coming up next. Andy Kamenitsky in for John Ireland. See you tomorrow, Sleep. TT in Ireland, 710 ESPN.